Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Today, my friends, I will be your communication coach, bringing on some experts to teach us how to communicate with our families in this high-tech age. I speak. I communicate. Why do I need a coach? Because you done speak bad. Oh. You done no communicate. I don't know what that's. What accent? No. I think that accent is Australian. Yeah, it's really close. I'm going to my ac- my accent expert, James Birdsall. Very close to Australian. It's actually New Zealand. New Zealand. Yep. Kiwi land. That's a Kiwi accent. I would recognize a Kiwi accent anywhere. Hey, so here's the deal. Just while we're waiting and, and before we get into communication, because so I, here's what I noticed. I walked in my house last night. I had a long commute to go to a speech. And on my way back, I had a long commute back. Amazingly, commute out, commute back. When I got back, I walked in my house at about 8, about 10 to 9. Walked in, nothing. Quiet. Empty? No, packed with people. Oh. Nobody said anything to me. Surprise! Nobody even said surprise. And you know why? Guess why? What was going on last night that might keep people too preoccupied to even pay attention? The election? Yes, that's what was going on. No one in my family was watching it. What? I walked in. Birthday party? Nope. Nope. Everyone was just sitting there. Different spots. Just your family? or? Yep. Okay. T- TV was on. Uh, so they were all watching Gilligan's Island. Actually, no one was watching TV. <laughs> But the but TV was, was on. on. I hate they were, that. Everyone was on a different device. iPad, iPhone, Kindle, um, our little Samsung Any thing. We going on a video game? No, we. Uh, well, maybe someone was downstairs with me. I mm-hmm. walked all the way in. Hadn't seen my family. Nothing. No daddy. Hi, dad. Nothing. Walked in, changed my clothes. Asked myself, I'm going to go out there and see if anyone notices me. Walk out. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. They don't know that I bought every one of those devices, uh-huh. and I can turn their Wi-Fi off instantly. That's what you should have done. I w- that would have taken energy. So I went <laughs> back to my room. For me, it's, 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 it's easy. You just go into the closet, unplug it, and boom. See. It's done. <sighs> Horrible. Went in, just went to my room, and watched um, the elections. There you go. And finally... One by one, as the kids were going to bed, they'd all come in and say, hi, Dad. Good night, Dad. And right then I realized. That quality time. We need more communication. <laughs> so what I decided I'm going to do tonight is we're going to play the game United States of World Records. Oh. Did you know that every state has some pretty incredible world records? Okay. And I found uh, the sources, Guinness Book of World Records, of course, their website. They put together a map. And I looked for my state, and guess what? The guess what? The most known world record broken in the state of Utah is <laughs> uh, oldest dinosaur bone. Negative, but that's probably true. Maybe longest skid mark. Wow, is that out on the Bonneville Salt Flats? Yes, it is. Back in 1969. Wow, how long? 
Uh, six miles. No. Okay. That's crazy. You're kidding me. No, because when you're, you're trying, they were trying to break the land speed record and they broke it, but then you got to stop the thing. Yeah. And to stop it, you got to stop it for six miles. Wow. Fantastic. That's a huge skid mark. Humongous. Oh, so, so they, it wasn't a burnout. It was, it was actually a, a braking, not, a, it was a breaking. not an accelerating. It was a stopping, I think. Okay. Uh, because I think they had to abort and mm. it takes a while to stop a rocket. Just ask my son who's been driving the rocket lately. Oh. Here's some more fun ones. Uh, how about this one? Um, if you're from Colorado, which basically just yesterday tipped the scale for the, the Republican Senate, mm-hmm. most people dress like gorillas. <laughs> In one time? Like, apparently. Most well known for, for that one. Just, that's, uh, an, that's an easy record to do though because all you have to do is like at a football game hand out – Gorilla, hel- gorilla ha- yeah, hats. Yeah, it's easier said than done, though. Yeah, you try I mean, doing that. Uh, if you're from I bet, California, I bet they can do it. all the California listeners, your world record according to the Guinness most State, fruits and nuts, longest tongue. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that guy on Kiss. Yes, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons on Kiss. Uh, if you're from Maryland, <laughs> this will make you proud. Maryland seems, most crab cakes eaten in an see, hour. You'd think crab cakes. Nope, oldest living chicken. Oh yeah. Yep. How old is it? Uh, it's 10 million years. I don't know. They don't give data like that. Uh, if you're from New Jersey, this ought to make Governor Christie happy. Oldest rabbit. Oh. Does he have a Does he have a health care plan? Probably not. Okay. Uh, let's go to uh, North Carolina. Most lightning strikes. Oh. South Carolina. Largest No, cookie. most lightning strikes on people or just in general? I don't know. Those are details they don't give me on the map. It's a very small map. Uh, can anybody guess where largest cheese structure would be? I would think Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Bing! Yes, you're right. Woohoo! Uh, uh, Montana, oldest performing clown. Oh, Oregon. Does he have a walker? Most people hugging trees. <laughs> <laughs> New Mexico, largest mariachi band. Oh, I would think largest UFO site. Texas, interesting. Most breast milk donated. Oh, not largest ribs. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know what the ribs are like, but I know they're <laughs> most breast milk donated. Isn't that fantastic? That's great. Uh, Alaska, Fasc- fascinating. Alaska grows the biggest cabbage. See, by the way, this is, these are facts that my kids would talk to me about. So I'm going to take this map, and we are going to not only teach them the different. It's not states. like they need to do homework tonight. Well, apparently they don't. <laughs> my kids don't do homework, uh, but we're going to talk about it talking about it now sean do -hmm. you have some headlines for us i do i'm not sure we have time to get to all of them but we'll get to a couple give us a couple uh well let's start off with uh something from consumer reports okay how about three financial questions you should be asking your spouse we're talking about family communication so is this before you get married no this is after you're married yeah we should all go home today and ask these three questions Mm -hmm. okay isn't it about time we started making financial decisions together Mm. That sounds a little passive aggressive, doesn't it? Sounds like you just found out that it she does. just bought something, and you're like, "Isn't it about time?" Like, but so it's it, if it's a good question. Turns out, more than eighty percent of respondents in a recent Fidelity Investments survey describe themselves as one financial entity. But there's often a deep disconnect between spouses on financial fundamentals, as whether decisions are made jointly, accounts are held jointly. Hmm. So it, it's more. Let's all get on one page. Let's get on the same page here. Exactly. Let's do this together. That's a great one. Second question. 
What is our financial plan if something happens to one of us? Yeah, my we I ask that all the time, but it's more like, so what if I die? Mm. So if I die, what are you going to do? It's kind of like that. <laughs> another, that another I don't think of, that's the way to go about it. Yeah, I think that's the another way. way. Probably not great is going up to your spouse and be like, so uh, how much money do I get? Should you pass away? Oh, I've been asked that. Mm-hmm. When we had a life insurance salesman. <laughs> your kids line up and ask. No, my wife. We had a life insurance salesman talk to us. At the very end, she looked at me. Do you remember mm-hmm. like in the cartoons when one animal's looking at the other, like Tom is looking at Jerry, yeah, but he sees Jerry like over a fire yeah. turning yes. and, and you're like, oh, she wants to kill me. And that's when my <laughs> wife realized I'm worth much more dead than, than alive. alive. Mm-hmm. And then since then, I, I don't know. I'm always sleepy after she feeds me a meal. Yeah, it <laughs> happens. But something else you should do along with this is make a plan which would include – like numbers and passwords of financial accounts, yes, absolutely. Uh, account numbers for life and disability insurance policies, contact information, maybe the password for your cell phone. That's good. And if you don't want to have that on a printed copy just lying around the house, put it on a computer. Put it on a computer where no one can find it. But no, that's the other thing. Make sure yeah. your spouse knows where you can find it. Or just tell your nine-year-old because he can find anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nine-year-olds know. What's the third question? How much are we willing to financially support our kids and grandkids? That's a big question because you don't Huge. know until – and then all of a sudden you have to unwind it. Exactly. But if you're saying – if you start in advance and, and say, OK, maybe we can help them out you know, in this way. Maybe we – if they have some bills that are not – that are overdue, we can help them catch yeah. up on those. Well, so my daughter got married and she, we've got her phone. We've got mm-hmm. – ca- we've given her all these things. And well, how do you take those back? But as a grandparent, maybe you consider making a 529 plan for your grandkids' it's college. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. Or you, may, or you – if you can you know, financially pull it, maybe you make an annual tax-free gift to them or something. Or you take a $5 bill and you wrap it around a little uh, – around a little a brick. Um, peanut butter Throw cup. Throw it through the window? Reese's peanut butter cup like my grandma used to and call it Halloween. There you go. That's all you got to do. Anyway, those anyway, are those, those are, are good questions to ask. Those are great questions. And everybody, go home. Ask those questions to your spouse. And then if you happen to fight, make sure you listen to the first segment of our second hour. There you go. Because we're going to talk about how not to fight with your spouse. Okay. But first, Kirsten Wright's going to be joining us. Uh, she's a, a mother, a, a wife. She's been building apps to help our children communicate and talk and create sweeter, happier family moments. We're going to be talking to Kirsten after this break, teaching you uh, about communicating with our children. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You are listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about family communication. And, you know, sometimes with all this new technology, you can actually walk in your house and no one will even pay attention to you. Did you hear that? I walked in. Uh, Joining us, by the way, is Kirsten Wright. She is a self-proclaimed professional memory creator and capturer and the mother of four children, the author of the popular family app Kid Chatteroo, 
where you can create and capture the moments that make life sweet. She's been featured on the Wall Street Journal, and uh, she's all over the place. This Go to her website, kidchatteroo.com, and you can find out more about the app. But uh, Kirsten, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Did you hear that I walked in my house? I walked back and forth. I saw. My wife was playing the piano. My sons were all on their technology. No one was talking. TV was on. No one was watching the election results. That's rude. It was disappointing. Yeah. And I thought to myself, (laughs) this is so fitting because tomorrow I'm talking to an expert about how to get everybody connected and communicating. Yes. What's our deal? Technology is supposed to help us communicate. It really is. And we've gotten in the trap of letting it suck us in and consume us. And I mean, kids are the prime victims of that. Oh, yeah. Well, and they, they don't even know what's going on. They just know they're playing a game. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I'll ask my kids to do something four times, and I, oh, yeah. they're like, I didn't even hear you, Mom. Have you ever thrown a shoe? I haven't. <laughs> it's not appropriate. <laughs> but what's I've done amazing, other things. I've done other things. <laughs> see, because I have five boys, and so um, oh, attention's yeah. hard anyway this to get so their attention. This is so good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is so good for you guys. But then we just throw a ball. Everyone, We have like a million balls around our house, and we just throw them at each other. That's such a good but idea. But they're all soft. Yeah. But then immediately they get their attention. They're like, what? And you're like, hey, can you go clean your room? That's a great idea. And then they're like, no. (laughs) Anyway, that's a whole other story. (laughs) So technology, it's good. Is it harmful or good? What would you say? Good, bad? Well, it's a tool or a weapon. I think with anything that, you know, can be used for good, it can also be used for, you know, bad things. It's like a rake. It's like a garden rake. It totally is like a garden rake. You could really hurt someone with one, (laughs) but you could also. Create a masterpiece. Yeah. Create some leaves. You can jump in and yeah. ride it like a pony. I mean, you could do lots of things with yeah. that. So. Don't you think, though, some people are so into the – they're so into their Instagram that they're missing the moment. They're right. like not even in the moment and you're thinking, this is a big moment. Don't take a picture. Right, right. Just be here. Yeah, just be here. And um, and sometimes I've noticed with my kids and especially with boys, you will love my app. I can hardly wait. I know. You need to try it. Does it work for teenagers? It totally works for Does teenagers. It? Yes. Okay, explain the app to us. Yes. Okay. So it's it's a cute app, and you you know open cute. the app. It it's is cute. cute. Yeah. It has cute colors and such, I think which it's is darling. important to me. Yeah. Totally. And so you open the app, and you create a profile for each of your children, but not like somebody else's face. You can put no. your kid's face on their profile. Totally. You take you take a little picture of their face, and it pops onto a puppet. Cute. And if they're a teenager, I mean, you could just totally surpass that part, or they could take a picture of their eyeball oh, they if they wanted. Yeah, yeah, they would love it. They'd probably like that. So then you go, and there's different categories to choose from, and then the questions just pop up, and your children's heads just kind of appear in little memes at yeah. the bottom of the screen and you can click on it and record your conversation with your child. And the nice thing is it's just it's a voice memo. So I feel like it's not interruptive. Like my kids act different to yours in front of video cameras. Yeah. So do mine. They want to dance and be silly. Oh yeah. Totally. But the voice so you just it 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 presents a question. It presents a question. You read the question and then you record their answer. Right. You actually record the the whole conversation. And the great thing about it is I feel like some things – I mean sometimes when you're talking to your kids, sometimes I run out of ideas of things to talk to. And I just want to talk about random stuff like yeah, you were totally. saying, the the fun facts. Right. It just really I feel like sparks But even that would fun be fun things. to record. Oh, yeah. Can you record totally. any topic? Yeah. 
totally. You can click on it anytime. And the great thing about it, you know, there's a lot of different types of questions. You know, some are emotional, some are happy, some yeah. are, yes, yeah. most of them are silly. Yeah. I got an idea for you. Tell me. You ought to go get, gra- go get Grandpa Chatteroo. Oh, I've thought of it. Oh. Don't tell. I thought it was my idea. No. <laughs> Anyway, I just I just copyrighted it right there. Done. But Dang go do it. it, don't you think? Because like those conversations with grandpa and grandma, grandpa, what's your favorite memory as a child? Totally. <gasps> what a cool idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we forget that the cute way our kids speak and the funny things they say, those are gone and they'll yeah. grow up. It's not going to be the same tomorrow even. Totally. And I, it's great because it really does. Um, you can click back and replay the. The voice memo. Yeah. And it also, my favorite part um, is that it goes into a voice memory bank in the other part of the app. And you can click on the child and it has time and date stamped voice memos that you can oh, how Facebook. Cool is this? I send them to my husband while he's at work. Yeah. And it's a little voice of my daughter Quincy saying something super hilarious. And I got it. And, and you get to send it Yeah, on. he just gets to enjoy it or I can put it on Facebook. And you can you know. play it over and over. We needed that. I don't know if you know this. This is James Birdsall. He runs the board. But Hi, James. We actually found <laughs> James on the front step of the BYU Broadcast Building oh, as a baby. Somebody wow. had dropped him off. This is And good. we raised him to the man that he is. Wow. So I bet you know a lot now. Well, the sad thing is if we had had Kid <laughs> Chatteroo, we could have – I mean, do you remember, do you remember Sean, his cute lisp? Do you remember that lisp he had? He had it for like I'm eight so years. Sorry. He was so cute. Oh, you just wanted to squeeze his cheeks. And um, we could play one now if you that. would have had Kid Chatteroo. I know, James. I'm sorry. It's okay. All of those memories are gone now. And what? How cool would that have been if I could have just taken your the archives of your your Kid Chatteroo and given it to Melania? <laughs> I'm sure she he's would have dating appreciated a, he's it. He's dating a woman named Melania. That's fantastic. What's her name? name huh? What's yeah. her name? Molly. Molly. Her name's Molly. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I never remember her name. That's also great. We yeah. don't. They don't ever tell me her real name. So Molly's not a real. There's name. reasons for that, you yeah. know. So anyway, <laughs> uh, he's with Meredith, and he doesn't give her. I mean, he could hand her. This is my childhood. All of these cute little audio, and that's something that we never would have stored historically. Right. Are the audio, uh, Yeah. you know, the, uh, the what do you call them? What do you call them? An audio bit? Voice memos. Voice um, memo. I, yeah, audio bit, whatever well, like you want cool to call them. How cool would it have been to hear the first words of your baby when they took their first step and fell? Absolutely. Oh! And you know what? To hear, like, their little cry again. Uh-huh. I know that's annoying at the time. No, but that would be big. But, like, sometimes... I have, you know, voice. I have videos because I didn't have Kid Chatteroo when yeah. they were babies. But, you know, videos of things like that. And my heart just, like, yeah. melts and I just have a moment but with video, myself. But video, even before, it used to be harder before the phones to get your video camera out and to yeah. shoot stuff. Now we just do it all the time. Right. But Kid Chatteroo really does it for you. Now, why did you come up with the app? Okay, so this, as I, when I was growing up, my dad interviewed us all the time so he essentially had kid chatteroo in himself yeah, he trained he's cool yeah, like you that. channeled him we channeled dad cool. his name is sherwood sherwood great name great name uh, <laughs> and he would interview us all the time on a cassette tape recorder uh-huh. and he always had really random things to ask us and we would elaborate <laughs> and he would just go on and on and we would just go on yeah. and on i remember one time he asked me what what's in your finger i think i was five Really? And I have the tape recording. I wish I brought it. What Dang. did you say? 
He said, guts. He's like, what are guts? Like they're like guts and blood and guts and bones. And he's just like dying and (laughs) just go. I mean, it doesn't sound that significant, but like going back when you're, you know, listening to it, there's a lot of fun things. And he would interview us on special days on our birthdays. He would interview us on holidays and we would we would um, just answer his silly questions, but That's we huge. have these memories on these tapes, which is fun. But I just thought, hey, w- wouldn't that be great? This was probably four years ago. Um, wouldn't that be great if we could have the questions and the ability to record in one? Oh, yeah. oh my heavens, it's an a- app. An archive, and then you can go in and just download it and save it to Yeah, you can Dropbox, upload them to iTunes. Yeah. Oh, can you really? Yeah. And sell can. them on iTunes. You could totally sell them if your kid's really clever. Yeah, or even, yeah. Or if not, you sell them to the grandparents. <laughs> totally. Hey, you want to hear your grandkids? Wait a sec. It's a bucket song. Hold on. I like this idea. Download. We should combine and have a grandparent subscription. See, that's the marketing in me. Yeah, we I like it. We could totally take it to grandma and grandpa. Grandma and grandpa would pay. And then instead a lot. of them having to buy like those stupid fundraisers that every grandparent yeah. has to buy, now you just say, Do you want to hear what I said this week? Yeah. And they're like, if they, What do they say? No. Yeah, what are they going to say? And if That's they say rude. no, you just teach your kid to say what? You don't love me? Yeah, it's perfect. When it you sounds have a whole, manipulative. You just but... need a whole grandparent section about what do you love about grandma and say, oh. mom, if you want to hear what Quincy has to say about you. Yeah, gra- it's really I, great. I heard grandma swear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what they'd say about one of our grandmas. That happens. Hope she's not listening because she'll be really mad and she's my mother. Um, we're <laughs> sure, t- she's heard it all from you. She totally has. <laughs> we're, she totally has. We're going to take a break. Kirsten Wright's joining us. She's teaching us about her app, Kid Chatteroo. When she comes back, though, she's going to continue discussing about the communication with kids, how to make sure we're creating memories. She's got lots of information, lots of fun stuff. Go check out her website, kidchatteroo.com. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Favorite song right here. Philip Phillips. Isn't that hot? Way hot. Oh, man, that is so good. I'm feeling it. That's home. It is home. Hey, uh, right here, live, in studio, is Kirsten Wright. Now, she's, I mean, a lot of our guests are on the phone. Kirsten drove all the way here to the BYU Broadcasting Center. It's a big deal. Hundreds and hundreds, thousands, thousands of feet from her home. <laughs> That's true. How long was your drive in the car? Let's hear. It was about an hour. <sighs> exhausting. Way exhausting. But you're here live. She this is, is the uh, founder, the head actress. I love that. I just made it up. I'm going to use that. That's the female app creator, actress. That's aptastic. Yeah. I just made that up, too. I was going to try to counter it, but you left me stunned. Um, but she made an app called Kid Chatteroo, which helps kids communicate. Now, sometimes I wonder, though, Kirsten, maybe we don't want our kids to talk. Maybe it's better when they're just quiet. Sometimes that's a, definitely a better option. But this is something they could go be quiet and do, right? And, and I mean, they're going to talk, but it's kind of more structured. Right. And if you were, I mean, if 
the the idea is that the parent plays with the child. It's, um, it's to interact. It's the point is to interact. Some people have said, you know, my child plays with the picture taking thing oh, yeah. when they're little they can't read mm-hmm. that's great that's fine yeah but i always say like i always followed up with you know i hope you play it with your child you know and then when they can read they can play it with each other and yeah well one of the so, things i read you you love like when you're in the car and you hear in the background your kids are doing it with each other okay that was probably like the best moment and it it kind of made it all worth it. My husband and I were driving on a road trip. I had tested tons of questions on my kids. Yeah. And we had tried out all the different ways we could record and had played Kid Chatteroo a lot. And, and in the background, I heard my two boys talking to each other. And like at Taking Turns, they sometimes call it the question game when they're yeah. not actually playing the app. But they they were like, what is your favorite kind of toilet? Is that not a boy thing? That's a great thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, how, <laughs> how many kinds of toilets are there? There's not very many unless you go to, like, Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are toilets. I don't, I don't know. But so your kids but, are playing it and you're sitting there thinking, oh, my heavens, yeah, we've arrived. I feel like we've arrived. And it's funny because, it, like you said, it wasn't necessarily the toilet question, obviously. No, it was, but they're made connecting. me happy. That yeah. would be weird. But – do you know what my kids say when I'm driving and they're in the back seat? What Guess do they what they're say? playing? They're playing Deer Hunter 2014. I know that game. And they're like, "Ooh, my- I just took his head off." <laughs> <laughs> See, so that's probably different because I didn't right. feel that warm, cuddly feeling that you probably felt. Well, it's kind of cool cuz they were conversating between each other and they take turns asking the question and um I mean, it seems like in a world with like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, which I'm a fan of all of them. Yeah, totally. They're great. You know, like, I mean, those are also a tool or weapon. Wouldn't you agree? Sure, sure. Evil. <laughs> Absolutely. Or potentially very positive. Can be, yes. And um, it's great because, um, you know, they're learning how to be inquisitive about other people. Yeah. I mean, how many kids grow up to teenagehood? And start to go on dates, and they have no idea how to I ask know. a question to a girl or a boy. That's right. Let alone listen. Right. I right. think that's what's cool about it is it teaches you to be less selfish. A lot of our technology is very self-absorbed. It really is. And this fo- this focuses it really is. outside of them. Yes. I mean, everything, you know, when you post on Facebook, this is what I'm doing right now, or Instagram. And, yeah. You know, it's not always that, and it's not always selfishly driven, it, you know, but it's great to be interested in other people's story. and. I think one of the greatest things is that um, you teach kids how to be interested in other people's mm-hmm. story. That will draw people to them their whole lives. Oh, yeah. I mean, relationships that will take them through their entire lives and forever, they will they will know how to, like, nurture, I mean, in their marriages, in, while they oh, yeah. were dating with their friends. Like, you have to be interested in other but that, people. that interest and then the question is probably one of the great tricks of getting somebody – to like you. Absolutely. Because they lo- everyone loves talking about themselves. Right. right. So Absolutely. You just a little cute little kid, ask a question. Talk about the research that was behind all of this. You didn't just, you know, no. make it up. You all of a sudden realized there's a need. There is a need. And um, there's, there's something called the home scale. It's called the home observation for measurement of the environment. It's like a parent quality scale that certain universities have used, has, have used to do a lot of research right. in the quality that children are living in. But this scale attempts to capture the two critical elements of successful parenting, intellectual stimulation and emotional support. Oh, interesting. Saying those are the two things that yeah. add to be a great great parent. But um, talking, reading, and listening are all super critical. And, of course, that's like kind of a given. Uh-huh. But 
like research shows that talking is a huge deal. Like if you can't talk with somebody, I mean, you talk about marriage all the time yeah. and communication. If you can't talk and if you can't, you know, if you're stopping the conversation and not keeping it going, you can't get to know each other. You can't be vulnerable. You can't. And this is something that you could do with your child. So as a parent, you don't just hand it to your child. You at first do it with them. Yes. And you're you're creating you're in, you're you're stimulating them intellectually. They're answering. They're responding. Yes. You're giving them feedback. Yes. You're simultaneously creating a mirror uh, a memory a memory yeah. and a miracle and a miracle and you're recording it. Mm-hmm. So that all is going on, and you just do it when you can. Occasionally, you just yeah. pull it out, ask the next question. Yeah, but you learn a lot. You do learn a lot, and the other great thing is, um, the more you know about your child, um, you might not know that on the playground. I mean, there's a school section, and it talks about. So, who do you play with on the playground? What do you guys do on the playground? Oh, that's that's cool. so fun. That's and great. I usually like my kids to ask me a question in between, like so, like you know, being interested in other people, but. Um, but you know, obviously, and you bounce it back and forth. So I ask you, you forth. ask me. Yeah, social we, skills. We take turns, and I mean, how are you going to know? I swear, a lot of times, some of these questions will pop up. It's and I wouldn't have thought to ask that on that at that moment, but you know, it will lead into another conversation. Oh, I was playing with Drake at school today, and this yeah. happened, and you know, come to find out, maybe he's sad about something, and all of a sudden, it's like a tool to like get into their. Inner thoughts, and I, I think it's a great tool for boys particularly because boys don't talk as much. Yeah. And when the, my boys come home, how's school? Great. What did you learn? Fine. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like when we ask specific questions, um, I know you've talked about yeah. stuff like that on your shows. Yeah. But being specific, I mean, it's teaching moments. There's many times we've had great teaching moments about things that I wouldn't have thought to even bring up. Yeah. So, and it's recorded. And it's so you recorded. can prove to them later that we've talked about this. And I can prove that I was a good parent. <laughs> I need proof. Sure. So when they complain. And then you can know. Instagram or send it out on Facebook. You guys have got to listen to how great I parented my child Yeah. Today. Look at this. Listen to this teaching moment. Aren't I amazing? But it really, I think it's a, it's a fantastic idea. Um, what other research do you have behind it? I mean, I know all right. there's just, you've done all the work. Right. Okay. So there's a study conducted by researchers at the UCLA School of Public Health, and um, it's published in their journal Pediatrics, and it says two-way adult-child conversations were six times as potent in promoting language development as interludes in which the adult did all the talking. Like a diatribe where dad just downloads his last – lesson number 44. Here we go. Here we go. Grab your pen. Grab it so and listen. So the interaction and the, and the two-way communication increases their language skills. Yeah. Because they're using – they're hearing your language. Right. And having to actually real-time process. Yeah. Having to process, having to communicate. What am I going to say? What – That's great. You know, I, I need to respond. And um, and in that moment, it creates it creates a moment. I, I just know that the more we know about our kids yeah. – they're like little puzzle pieces. Well, you know? what happens when your self-esteem – I mean this kid's self-esteem when dad or mom wants to play kid chatteroo, that's yeah. a big deal. You want to spend time with me to talk to me about this yeah, stuff? Yeah. You want to know about my day? That's you want great. to know what I – what superhero I want to go trick-or-treating with? Like that's fantastic. That's really fantastic. Yeah. I should ask you some of the questions at some point. Well, um, oh, we're running out of time. No, we've got time. Uh, go ahead. Ask <laughs> me a question. Run. Let's let's pretend like we're on Kid Chatteroo. All right. Oh, wait, go to the website, Kid Chatteroo. Chatteroo, a word not a lot of people know how to spell. Chatter, C-H-A-T-T-E-R-O-O. Ooh, which is the 
uh, suffix of kangaroo, which means there's a pouch. Okay, are you ready? No. Yes. Okay. If you were a giant, yes. where would you get your clothes and where would you sleep? Well, I'd obviously sleep in San Francisco because that's where the giants are located. Fantastic. And I would just go to the giant fan store and buy a hat and a jersey. That's great. And you could also use one of those folding camp chairs yes. that they have like at Big Five. Yes. They're like six and feet tall. If I was a giant, a real live giant, mm-hmm. where would I sleep? I would sleep. I would probably lean up against a mountain because we have beautiful mountains here. That's a great idea. Uh, I would rest my feet in Utah Lake. What a good idea. But I'd have to be huge. Yeah, you would. <laughs> and sometimes they're saying there's stuff in Utah Lake that's not necessarily healthy for you. So I probably wouldn't rest my feet there very long. Okay, yeah. Because things go through your feet to your body, right? That's what they say. All right. Give me another one. These are fun. Okay. Did you okay. record that, James? Yes. Okay. We got it on recording. Okay, okay we need to record Sometime. that. Okay. Um, who are your friends to play with at school? Or let's say work. Who are your friends to play with at work, Matt? Um... <laughs> None of my really cool friends Let's are here. Let's pretend right like now. they're not here. So, <laughs> my, okay. So my, one of my best friends is Don, <laughs> Don Shaline. He's a really good friend. I like to play with Derek Marquis, except sometimes he takes the ball and runs away. What Derek, a jerk! Derek's the big boss, <laughs> <laughs> but he loves the show. Um, I like to play with my kids. Awesome. I'm getting emotional. What do you like to play? What What do you like to do with your kids? Like when movies. you're, uh, I like movies. I like to watch sports. Okay. Do they like to watch sports with you? Yes. Okay. As long as I don't get angry. Yeah. That's what they say. That's a good point. Dad, you're being loud. That's valid. And um, I also like to I like to go take my wife on a date. That would be playtime. Absolutely. What do uh, you guys what's your favorite date? Like what do you Anything she pays for. Okay, so you could <laughs> you could play Kid Chatteroo on a date. I mean these questions oh, that are would very be fun. applicable. To See, any that age. would be fun. Because I know somebody whose mother has Alzheimer, Alzheimer's and they go and, and they record her and they take down her entire history. That is super cool. And so it's the same thing. I, as an adult, you could do it. And what it's forcing you to do, in a weird way, it's tricking you. Mm-hmm. Your app is a trick. It's a trickster app. It's a trickster app. Okay. Tell me. Because you're back. I call it. You're, you're, you're backdooring it. You, are, yeah. you aren't. What's the benefit is the communication that takes place, but you're mm-hmm. tricking them because you're using an app. Mm-hmm. So they think they're doing an app, right. but really you're connecting. You're totally connecting. You know what I mean? And you're also creating your history. That's right. And evidence if you need it in the divorce case. That is true. Hypothetically. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break. You, The divorce was a bad comment. Everybody erase <laughs> that from your mind. <laughs> this will not lead to divorce. It's Kid Chatteroo, for heaven's sakes. Go to the website, Kid Chatteroo. We'll be back. More with uh, Kirsten Wright right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're going home. Today is the day of home, and we're celebrating all music titled home. Uh, Philip Phillips, Chris Daughtry, good stuff. 
Good I stuff. Love them too. Uh, with us right here, Kirsten Wright's joining us. She is the self-proclaimed. Actually, I'm going to now proclaim you. Thanks. She is the Matt Townsend Show proclaimed professional memory creator and capturer. I love it. She's an author of the popular family app. We call her the Maptress. What do we call it? We had a name. What was the name? Ma- Ap- Aptress. Aptress. Which nice. is, so that's aptastic. It's. Uh, I can never think of it. How to top that. But the app is called Kid Chatteroo. Kid Chatteroo. Yes. Kid Chatteroo. It's a fun app where you it prompts you to ask questions. Right. You take it to your children and your children can play with each other. You can play with your children and they answer the question and you can record their response. Yes. It's really profound. And enjoy it later and send it to dad while he's at work. And because it's just audio, it's not a video file. So it's less memory. It's less everything. Right. But it's not like you're losing memories. Right. Because, but you're, they're just actually more relaxed. Your kids will actually act more natural <clears throat> in, when they know they're not being recorded. By the way, uh, I hear you have a new line of uh, Chatteroo products. Yes. Uh, ex-wife Chatteroo, which is to totally. be used in court proceedings. <laughs> is that true? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, ex-business partner Chatteroo. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You're funny. I'm hilarious. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people don't know that about me. In fact, a lot of the listeners of the show do not why. know how seriously funny I am. <laughs> a lot kind of, time, of a big deal. I'm kind of a big deal. I'm kind of a, uh, yeah. It doesn't always come out. <laughs> you were going to teach us because one of the keys to your app is that it's – we have a problem because we spend so much time like Instagramming and Facebooking that it actually may be robbing our memories. Have Could you heard be. that? Did you read the research? There's research on that. That really? if we spend so much time taking the picture and then getting it on Instagram, all that time is um, you're missing the actual experience yeah. of the event you're putting on Instagram. Yeah, and it decreases cr- your memory because your mind says, your brain says, we don't need to remember this because it's on Instagram. That's interesting. So you're not you're actually not going to retain half of these memories. Okay, wait. So tell so what do you do with that? Do you Instagram it later in the day when your memory Well, maybe what you ought to just is do over? is be present. Yeah. And just kiss on these kids and love on the yeah. kids. That's how we got James to be the way he is. And we just loved him. We rubbed him his head so much he lost his hair. <laughs> and we love him to death, but here's what happened. Uh, yeah. And he <laughs> Anyway, we loved him to death. So, but then we ought to Facebook it later. Right. So maybe at the end of the day, you don't have to Facebook it the second it happens. Right. You don't. When you have some downtime, maybe when you're using the restroom, when you have your free time, whenever that is, then you upload. Yeah. That's a great idea. I have a a gap before. When I take a picture, it's easily four months before I'll get it on Instagram. And that's okay. That's totally okay. Yeah. You know what I just, I just created a private account. Yeah. That I am letting no one follow. What is it? Well, no, you can isn't. know the name. It's called Right House Rocks, but hmm. I can't request. I, I will say no. But what if I send you a, a request? I'll say no. Right? Oh, right. Well, here's the point. Some yes. of my friends are like, wait, I want to follow you. I'm like, wait, but I decide to make that just so I could make Is that on Facebook? Put things on there. No. Instagram? <laughs> so anybody out there in listener land, if you want to get in touch... That's so You're rude. funny. Anyhow. <laughs> Anywho, talk about the memories because memories matter and we have to be intentional. About right. We have to make – we have to be very intentional and um, some of the best memories we've made – I mean they don't always have to be intentional but the fact that we are thinking 
about making memories is important. Um, it's really important. One of the main things I see is like a kind of a fuel to that fire is that good fire. Yeah. Because fire is a tool or weapon well, Fire, too. exactly. You can get burned. Yeah. Or you can make some pretty good bratwurst. Yeah. Or pizza or whatever. Mm. My husband likes bratwurst. Mm. Have so, him come over. I will. <laughs> okay. So the um, you have to have enthusiasm about whatever you're doing. Um, what we like to do is create lists for the season. Yeah. It's not a to-do list. It's more of a like, like a bucket list, a stuff bucket we want list. to accomplish. Yeah, and if we don't get to – I purposely put a ton more on than I know we're ever going to do. I just want to have options. I want my kids to look on the wall. And, like they can never say they're bored during the summer or during right. Christmas. We have options. Here they are. We've talked about yeah. them. we decided on them, on them as a family. That's so, good. But a big part of that is enthusiasm, which um, entheos means God in us, and I love that. And um, Emerson said, nothing great was ever achieved without enthusiasm. So it's huge. Parents, We need to have – that's a real – I did not know that. Entheos means God in us. Yeah. So enthusiasm is where you have God in you. God in you. You've got passion. Yeah. You, you're like excited. That. And I – I just made my book. Yes. I love it. And my dad has always said that. I'm. Um, my dad's probably the most enthusiastic, the enthusiastic person I know, but he – makes anything fun and my mom too they just love being with us and um i try to i'm trying to pass that on to my kids as yeah. well but being enthusiastic is a big deal if parents are going to get ice cream or going on a hike and your child doesn't want to it's not like over enthusiasm can overcome anything but right. sometimes they're just not going to have fun and that's, that's right. their choice that's yeah. fine but if you can be excited about it you know whether it's trying a ropes course or Trying water skiing or going on a long hike or or your or your own passion, your own dream, your totally. own like to have a parent that is enthusiastic. God is in them, in their job. Yeah, like what is better than that? Yeah, I'm mean, nothing's better than or that. just uh, or, or just uh, one parent that is that just loves being a parent and they're in, like you. One of the things you said about your dad and your mom, basically. But you just talked about how your dad always makes you feel so important and good. Every single time I talk to my dad, he's excited about something. What are you doing today? Oh, you called me. You just made my day. Oh, what a guy. And I'm like, well, Dad, you just made my day because you said that. No, you made my day more. No, you made my day more. (laughs) And he'll just call. I want to hang out with you. I miss you so much. And he hasn't seen me for two days. That's Maybe so a day. Cool. He just like loves and my mom. They love to be with us, and um, I've always felt that. I always grew up. I feel like as a daughter, it's so important. Like enthusiasm mm-hmm. to be with your kids, to really enjoy it, to really love it. Like I, I don't know if there's another confidence builder that's better than that. No, probably not. And that see, think think of that. It takes time. It takes your father's presence. Right. So if he's too worried about his project that he has to do for work, yeah, and you call, he might say, "Can you?" Yeah. Can you give me another hour? Yeah. And then I'll be enthusiastic. He never for you. does that to me. That is and so great. Another great thing is we we grew up really poor. We did not have we were super poor, didn't have a lot of money. And honestly, um like their enthusiasm about life really pulled us through so many hard times and so many we did so many fun things growing up and it doesn't have yeah. to be expensive. No. No. And I just love that. And your about memories them. won't always be Disneyland. No. I mean, your no. memory is going to be, you just had it, the dad, every time you call him, dad says that. Yeah. I always think, what's going to make the funeral? 
That's what I always ask myself. It's true. Is this that's gonna a be good at thing my, to Are they going to bring this up sometimes. at my funeral? And sometimes yeah. it's bad because, you know, I say dumb things. And, and he's not perfect. He has his quirks. I could tell you all yeah. sorts of stories about that. But Well, that's what, that's what worries <laughs> me a little bit about your app is that some of these things may make it at the funeral. And there's an audio. <laughs> well, but if you think about it, it's all very just like imaginative. Yeah, it's, you think so. It starts that <laughs> way. And then it's more going to make their funeral and because they're talking about how – That's true. The Superman they wanted to invite to go on a hike with them and what they're going to do with Superman and all the fun things. I think I think the app is Kid Chatteroo, but you've also got the, the theory behind it that's right. We're spending time, focused energy and effort, concentrated. We're trying to be present yeah. and we're retaining a memory. Um, Capturing with ease. Is that is that it? Yeah. You don't have to interrupt and take a picture. No. It's like you're holding it down and asking the question. And there's no end to how this can be played. No. So mom to mom, I mean mom to brother, whatever. You can just do it. Everyone can play it differently. Yeah. Everyone can play. I like it. Mm-hmm. And again, uh, the the new line, I think the new line also sounds great. All of your different options for kid chatteroo. Right. Ex-wife chatteroo. Stuff oh, like my that. goodness. I think it sounds fantastic. <laughs> Um, oh, you're fun. Well, you're fun too. And uh, where do they go find the app? So you go on the App Store, um, the Apple Store. It is not on Android. I apologize for it's that. All right. It's all right. It's but all right. we, it's on the iPad, um, App Store, I'm so kidchatter.com. So you, first you go buy an iPhone. Right. Then you go download it. Yeah. And then just use your iPhone for changing your family's life. Yeah, or iPad. Yeah. Or iPad. Change your life. I promise awesome. it will. You're the best. Kirsten, seriously, appreciate you. Thank you, you so gonna much come back for having sometime? me. Yes, I'd we'll love back. to. We'll have you okay. back. Kirsten writes her name. Kid Chatteroo is her game. Go check it out. Kidchatteroo.com. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. It's my. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Second hour, packed with excitement, fun, and entertainment. I don't know why I'm talking like this. It's the Bon Jovi. It's entertaining. (laughs) Entertaining. You trying to be Regis Philbin? I don't know what I'm trying to be, but it won't stop. (laughs) Hey, on the show today, we've been talking about communication and family communication. It's an important thing. And one of the things that I get all the time, I have parents come in and they say, my son won't talk. My son won't talk. And I'm like, well, does he talk to his friends? Have you physically checked that he has vocal cords? Maybe he doesn't have vocal cords. But you know what? Amazingly, most of the time they do. Really? But they won't talk. Oh. Now, you're all your guys, and so we're okay. going to uncover the myth of getting a teenage boy to talk. Uh, okay. So, you've both been teenage boys. Uh, I'm a little distant from being a teenage boy, yeah, that but okay. A, that was a while ago. Let's go to the younger <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, right, James. <laughs> we won't talk to Sean. Let's go to the younger one. James. Okay, yeah. The boy we raised from a pup. From a pup. <laughs> Found him on the front steps of BYU Broadcasting. Brought you in. I remember vividly the day we just had a little bowl of milk. And we just rubbed your nose in it. <laughs> he was just lapping it up. Remember that? Where were Child Protective Services then? <laughs> <laughs> we kept you hidden away in the studio in the back. 
lot. I like the we hunchback want, we, of Notre Dame. We wanted exactly. to name you Mowgli, but it just <laughs> Mowgli didn't work out. But so, James, why would a teenage boy not talk? Why would he not? So the mom's like, tell me about school. What did you do? Who are your friends? Who, where did you meet? What did you eat? Where did you sit? Uh, because it's obnoxious. What's obnoxious? They're just trying to love you. Having to communicate. Yeah. I don't want like talking about my feelings. Feelings. See? Nothing okay. more than feelings. Yeah. Don't go there. That <laughs> is the key. So one of the things um, that it's, I think it's like core to understanding men okay. or little men, boys, is their, their goal is not usually communication. Mm-mm. Communication is a means to an end sometimes. Is that because there's no satisfaction in it for them? Well, sometimes – and there's some really cool research by a, way, a woman named Deborah Tannen who wrote a book called You Just Don't Understand. She's a linguist. But she found out that when guys communicate, our main goal is to just report – we, mm-hmm. use con- we use communication as a means to report. And our secondary goal when we're reporting is to maintain our hierarchy. So we don't usually want to report in a way that lowers our hierarchy, which is why we usually don't want to talk about what we did wrong. Because I can remembering back to being a, a teenager mm-hmm. uh, long ago. Gosh. Um, you just aged about is, 45 <laughs> years. Is the hierarchy more – in the friend sphere than in the than in the home sphere. Well, like, well, because I know I I, I would you know I, I would sometimes think I was bugged by my mom talking to me. Yeah, why would about you be bugged? What was going on? But I didn't mind talking about it with my friends. Yeah, right. Well, and but when you were talking about it with your friends, you were usually in the lead. When mm. you're at home, your mom is in the lead. Oh, I see. She's the okay. one asking okay. questions. So here are some rules. To maintain that little boy hierarchy. So this is why the age-old issue, why won't my husband pull over and ask for directions? Well, because the minute he asks – Because he has a cell phone. Now he has, by the way, invented probably by a man who didn't want to have to pull over and ask for directions. But what it gives him is the chance to – he doesn't – he can save face by not having to talk about where he's broken. Now, most women – I mean, stati- these are statistics, right? So 70% of the population may fit that or whatever. I was raised by women, so I don't always worry. I don't think – I don't bring in like my hierarchy into conversation. The wolves weren't around? Yeah. It was weird. My pack of women. So um, let me give you some rules about uh, how to talk to uh, – get your boy, a teenage boy to open up a little bit more. Rule number one. Don't follow the lead of the most relationally challenged person in the conversation. If you are a 40-year-old female and your son is a 16-year-old male, you probably ought to be more mature of a communicator than being offended by your boy's lack of conversation. Now, it doesn't happen often, but there are going to be times where the 16-year-old is going to be more mature. Absolutely. And if that's the case, then seek help immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Seek help immediately. But check your motives. Another rule Mm -hmm. for you. Check your motives. Because if your motive is to get someone to talk, you're messing up. Your goal is to get someone – your goal is to understand your boy. And you can understand your boy without him talking. Mm Mm-hmm. All he needs to do is run up his, the stairs and slam the door, and you can understand something's wrong. Well, and the first mistake would be asking, why aren't you talking to me? Uh-huh. If you love me, son, you would open up mm-hmm. and tell me what you're feeling deep in your heart. Okay, I've been thinking about wanting to kill you. <laughs> okay, 
Now you're talking trash. <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> so a lot of times, if your motive is to control me, if your motive is to get me to do something I don't want to do, he knows your motive. And he's going to shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We all – we can read people. We're not dumb. You've got to think like a teenage boy. If a teenage boy just broke up with his girlfriend, he probably doesn't want to talk to you about it. See what that would do to his hierarchy? Um, if he comes in – Would he talk to dad about it or would he – Doubt it. Okay. Now, by the way, how will we know if the he gender, wants to talk? The gender doesn't matter? No, I doubt okay. it. Well, it might just be how you approach it. But okay. honestly, if you say, so son, why are you so angry? I'm not angry, dad. Dad, son. Even though there's, there's physical. Don't lie <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah. I saw you roll your eyes. If I keep pushing, what's the boy going to do? Going to throw off. Yeah. How do you guys know that? Because I did it. Yep. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So there's a natural pattern going on here. And if you keep pushing – when he keeps pulling back, you're the reason he's pulling back. So don't push. If you want to get a cat out of a tree, you don't chase it up the tree and out the limb unless your goal is to get him to jump off the tree. Um, if you don't want to, then you have to start paying attention. So think like a teenage boy. When you were a teenager, didn't you have secrets from your parents? Yeah. When you broke a window, did, did you just immediately go in and tell her? Or did it take you an hour or two or three to go tell your mom? No, usually you it was my parents running into the room. When... <laughs> What's going what was on? That? That's true. So you got to think like a teenage boy. And a lot of them, I mean, they've got a lot of chemistry going on board. We've talked about this in past shows. Uh, another rule is distract with action. A.K.A. distraction. Does that mean go play basketball? Yeah. If you want to talk to your boy, shoot hoops, mm-hmm. and he'll even he'll never even know you're talking. Go fishing? Go fishing. He'll never know you're talking. Actually, fishing he will because yeah. all you can do is sit there. Shh, don't. Have him help you in the yard. I, I'm sorry. When I went fishing, it was always be quiet. I know. But a lot of times <laughs> what we say is, come here, boy. We need to talk. Yeah. The minute you've done that, you have basically made that the objective eh, he needs to eh, avoid. Eh. Start shooting hoops, and when you're shooting hoops, that will distract with action. That's what distraction is, and usually you can get them to open up. Toss the football around. Uh-huh. Hey, go what did the, you think to, of that game? What did you go to the batting cages? That's cool. That's right, because he's got you know 75 mile an hour fastballs coming at him, and he's in a cage. That's right. <laughs> He'll start talking then. Okay, start you talking speed it up? now. Okay, I'm I'm turning on the pro speed. Here comes the 90 mile an hour fastball. <laughs> I've got quarters in my pocket. <laughs> now tell me, what were you doing at 11 o'clock last night? <laughs> Play by our rules. If you want to talk to a kid, here are some rules. Don't ask questions. Nobody wants to be interrogated. Don't act worried. The minute you act worried with your kid, they now feel like they have to fix your worry. Oh, okay. But the don't ask – I wanted to go back to the don't ask questions. So but, but what about if they state something – you're not supposed to ask, how did that make you feel? Well, you could, or you could just say, tell me more about that. Okay. So that's a statement, not a question. One reason I don't personally like questions if someone's emotional mm-hmm. is because questions sometimes sound like you're judging them. Yeah, I like, understand really? that. Really? Yeah. Why? Why did you do that? Why didn't you get on the bus with the rest of your friends? Mm-hmm. Why were you late for the bus? I also wouldn't start guessing. Were you late because you failed that test in chemistry? Is that why you were late? Did, you, did the kids stuff your head in the garbage can again, son? The minute you start – those are called primes. The minute you start priming him to share, you a lot of times are only priming what you think is wrong with him. So all of a sudden he starts thinking, man, you think I'm just a loser. No, I didn't fail the test, mom. And no, they didn't stick my head in the garbage can. It was the toilet. toilet. <laughs> Get off my back. And now – 
Oh, I thought your hair looked different. Oh, jeez, Mom. I don't want to talk about it. swirly. Thank you. So true. Don't cry. Fluids (laughs) complicate the issue. Uh, okay. Don't talk about so our milk issues. and cookies doesn't help either. No, well, that's a good fluid. Uh. Don't talk uh, about the issue, our issue, with other people. Privacy matters. Slow down because a 16 year old boy may not process the same speed as a 40 year old oh, woman. Yeah, yeah, that would mm-hmm. slow down. Um, don't make them hug you at the end. Don't bring up our discussion later. This is something we'd like to just forget. Mm-hmm. Let's put it. Don't be, uh, be okay with quiet. Let it just be and make sure that you can also always come back and circle back and talk about it later. <sighs> They're hard. But you know what? Honestly, kids just – some of these boys, they just want to be loved and they don't necessarily want to open up where they're vulnerable. By the way, the more you love them and accept them and just let them be who they are, a lot of times they'll open up after that. That's the Coach's Corner. Uh, it's that simple. As a father of five children. And 4,744 balls in our house. You grab a ball. That you, you say, still Come don't outside. play with I inside, play right? <laughs> they all do. They all do. Hey, we're going to take a break. And coming up after the break, in-house, Meg Conley is going to be joining us from Meg in Progress. Oh, she's actually on the phone. By the way, buckle up. Because anytime Meg comes on the show, it gets crazy. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Meg Conley about teaching your children or family. What are we going to talk about? Family movies and family fun. Just good stuff from Meg Conley from Megan Pargas. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. We are family. <laughs> Meg, Pro- Meg Conley's uh, from Meg in Progress is on the phone with us. Today we're talking about family communications. And I just looked up on her Instagram uh, and just saw her new haircut. Yeah, really short, right? Oh, my heavens. You look like my brother. Not. Your brother's a very attractive-looking woman, then. My brother is a sister. I don't <laughs> have a brother a from I've another gotten, mother. Hey, I've gotten a lot of compliments. People it's, like it. I love it. Uh, I, well, I can't see the color of it. What color did we go? It's, like, really dark brown. Dark brown. Uh, by the way, yeah. my hair is dark brown, except for the... Wait, am I trying to become you, Matt? I think you are. What, is there, like, a name for that? Freaky. Psychological term. I think the term is called creepster. Maybe it's like Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> Did we is. apply that? Yeah, because you're so stressed. I've <laughs> I've created such a, a a traumatic life for you. Yes, yes. No, I thought it's super short because it's like you know. It's fantastic. I, I'm like I was talking to Riley the other day. I was like, you know, the best part of the haircut is I don't have to wash my hair every day. And he and he was like, you know, Creepy. the fact that something doesn't need to be washed should never be its main selling point. <laughs> He's got a great point there. <laughs> you know, by the way, do you know what another great another great uh, benefit of having the same hair as Riley yeah. is you can use the same products? I do. I Well, I always use his stuff anyways, but I totally I totally use his stuff now. Man. I, I, I'm not my hair's not quite as short as Riley's because Riley's is really short on the side. Like. 
like it's like almost buzzed on the side and yeah. then long on top. Yeah. He's super hip. And so I kind of wanted that haircut, but I didn't realize like, yeah. the girl, the star whose hair I was copying, mm-hmm. she has it that short. Was like, the star Justin Bieber? Life. No, I was Was it the Biebs? Way longer than mine. Okay. I mean, it looks <laughs> so lovely. I showed Riley that initial photograph, and he was like, that's my haircut. Like, we would look like we were twins. So I yeah. had to go a little bit, a little bit. No, different. it actually, it's <laughs> it's stunning. Oh, so nice. It's, it's even messier in person. Well, so I'd like good. to see it, but apparently you couldn't get in here today. Listen, I was going to, but then my babysitter's mm. sister got appendicitis. Do you know what? If I had a dollar for <laughs> every time I've heard cute. that excuse. My <laughs> babysitter's real. sister. Yeah, blew a gasket. I'm the worst because I'm like, well, everyone gets appendicitis, yeah. right? Is that like worth missing the show for? Hey, Meg, oh. I have oh, an appendicitis right now. <laughs> my my side is about to blow out. Grow, ew, blow out? That and I'm still doing the show. Visual. I am like retching over here. <laughs> hey, by the way, speaking of retching, yes. um, on your Instagram picture, there is a, there's a pile of your hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's when it was getting cut. That's a lot of hair. That was just a little of it, too. Like, there was so, well, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of it. And the stylist, like, made me, like, basically sign something saying, like, I wouldn't come after him because I hated him for cutting that much hair off. Really? Yeah. I was like, no, I really, I really want this. And he's like, are you sure? See, but that should like, tell you something. Like, yeah. when he's like, no, really? Are you sure? Anyway, it's beautiful. It really is. I would highly recommend everybody go find you on Instagram and then look at it and then they can quickly delete you. Right. And then no longer follow me. And then no longer follow you. But you're really uh, – Meg in Progress is her website. She writes a blog. Um, it has dozens of readers. Yeah, dozens of people know who I am. And uh, her blog runs two days a week for two hours uh-huh. a day. Yep, you got it. And but the days are always rotating. Yeah, you're never sure. Well, you know why? Let's tell them the rule. It's because of surprise. You like to keep people wondering. Here's the thing: there's a recipe up there today, and I don't usually put recipes on because you know lots of people do the cooking thing. But it's the best soup you'll have in your entire life. Like everybody, everybody should make it and then pretend that they made up the recipe when they give it to people. But it's it's not the same recipe you made when you came in smelling like garlic, is it? I am not joking that I was going to make something else to go with it that was garlic heavy. And then I was like, no, I'm going to the Tonight Townsend show. They're going to make fun of me if I smell like garlic. Mm. So I didn't make it. And now I'm not even there. And I don't have my garlic dinner now. Oh, boy. Ah. It's a tragedy. (laughs) It is a tragedy. Hey, you know what? I always look forward to you coming on the show. Do you know why? Um, Because you look so superior um, to me in intellect and maturity. Exactly. Exactly. I didn't know you were going to hit it. (laughs) You make me look so smart. No, I'm just kidding. No, because you are, you're very deep. Thank you. You're a deep, you're a deep thinker. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't think that with the little (laughs) Peter Pan haircut. (laughs) Peter Pan, that's exactly what it looks like. But you're deep. And I I love the subject that you guys have been talking about today. So exciting. So tell me. technology to draw closer to each other. But how do you do it? Because I I already know how you do it. You're like, A, you don't care about technology. Yeah. Except for your blog that makes your living. B, uh, you like books. Yeah. You got it. So so you teach us. How are we supposed to keep it out of our lives? 
Yeah, so I love technology. I think it can be used for good, absolutely. But at the end of the day, we're so inundated with it right now that we really have to carve out serious amounts of time where we're not thinking about it, we're not using it, it's not in our hands. Um, I've actually started putting my phone in a cabinet in the kitchen. Really? And I, Yeah, because I had it in my hands or in my pocket or I knew where it was at all times. Yeah. I can't even say that about my children. Oh. Like, so why could I say that about my phone? Right? Well, well, you know what you might want to do is just put your kids in the cabinet. Sure. Well, then I would know where they were all the time, yeah, right? You can't lose so, them if they're in the cabinet. So, I, so I've been thinking a lot. Okay, so it's great to use technology for, for, for good, but it's also great to live without it. And how are ways that we can draw together as a family yes. in what feels like a technology-free environment? Okay, so what did I you come up with? three super simple ways. Um, first is writing. We feel like we, because we text one another yeah. or write things on Instagram that we're writing to one another, but that versus a physical letter is such, they're such drastically different things. Yeah. If you've had teenage girls, you know that boys, teenage boys will text them things that they would never say to them in real life, but that doesn't mean that they're good things, right? Like when we text, we feel like it's informal, it's quick, there's little repercussions. Yeah. A letter is much more intimate, requires thought. Um, we say things in letters also that we wouldn't say in real life, but they tend to be um, things of great worth. Whereas when was the last time you texted anything that really mattered? Mm. Mm. Oh, I, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Think about it. You got me there. You know, I'll text my husband that I love him, but I mean, that, that maybe is the only thing I've ever te- texted of great worth. But when we sit down and write a thank you note yeah. or a little card, right, we're writing things that kind of have been shaking about in our souls instead. So, so okay, how do we write our children? How do we write our spouses? We're with them all the time. Like, this isn't 1942 <laughs> and, you know, one person's in the military and the other person's at home and right. having to write letters, right? Like, that doesn't exist. But I think that we can create an environment where writing to each other has a home. So one of my really good friends, she started doing this thing where she made cute little envelopes to hang on the back of the chairs in her um, her house, uh-huh. chairs. and every morning when her kids woke up, there was a note from her in their little envelope. Holy cow, that's cute. It's cute. It also takes a lot of work. That is not something I've been to Yeah, do. that seems like, you know, she could just do one and then copy it. Sure. <laughs> I'm but such yeah. a bad parent. You've been leaving in the same letter since the second grade. <laughs> Mom, do we ever but, get new letters? Yeah. But, but I, loved, I loved that concept because it's true, especially as a mom. I feel like I spend a lot of my days telling my kids what not to do. Yeah, put the gun down. what to do. Right. But sure. And the business of life is how we spend most of our speaking time. But but what if we did sit down routinely, once a week, once a month, yeah. once a day if you're super mom, and write down the things that you've noticed about your children, the things that you're proud of, the things that you're both working on Love together. It. That would be phenomenal, See, but, and, and they would treasure them forever. I I love it, and that is that is it's just it's just a blast from the past. Yet it's so powerful right. today, um, Meg. We got to take a break, uh, and we'll come back and do number two and three. But the first one is write letters, folks. Meg Conley from Meg in Progress. She writes a letter on her blog easily. One new letter twice annually. Fantastic blog. Go check out her blog. 
Meg in progress. Uh, we're going to have her back in about two minutes and continue our discussion about how we connect with our kids, how we communicate without even using technology. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Teach your children well. Their father's hell did slowly go by. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Oh, I love this song. Crosby, Sills, and Nash. Holy cow! And Young. Uh, Teach Your Children Well is the name of the song. We've, we've, we're singing this song in tribute to our great contributor, Meg. It's beautiful. Conley. Because Meg teaches her children well. Sure, she doesn't know where they are all of the time. I don't. Who does? But uh, when in doubt, check the cupboard out. <laughs> Isn't that your theme? That's it. You got it. You put that in vinyl letters on your wall. When in doubt. I would never put anything in vinyl oh, letters on okay, my wall. Oh, okay. Sorry. You have it painted on. Way classier. By some hippie from the, anyway, from the local school. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, um, you are teaching us how to keep in touch with our kids, our family, our loves, without using technology. Yes. First way you've taught us, write it down. Write letters, write cards, write notes. Handwritten. Yeah, and then hold on to them. Like, Could you imagine having that in a file for your kids if they were older or had their own yeah. children? Like, you know what? We actually have that. We do that. My wife, <laughs> my wife and I started dating when we were 17. Oh, you guys are so cute. We're, we are not even just so cute. We are incredibly cute and cuddly. You're incredibly cute. And she kept every letter I've ever written her. That is so... See, and I, I don't, I'm not good at that kind of thing, but I'm working on it. No, you don't need to even work on it. You can come read them. That's adorable. You don't even need to read yours. Come read mine. <laughs> were your letters cute? They were darling. They were darling. And, but what's fun is my kids love reading them, and then they get a whole other look at me. Like, Dad was weird. Like, Dad was even lamer than we thought. Yeah, but then I just teach him, that's what happens when you fall in love. You, you lose your head. Yeah, you lose your cool. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. So what's another one other than writing letters? Okay, so I'm a big fan of connecting with your family when they're a captive audience. Yeah. I think that that's the easiest time to do it. So yeah. something that we started doing, if you have kids that aren't school age yet, mm-hmm. or um, kids that, like, during the summer if they're home... Um, we read picture books during lunch. It's a great time. They're eating, so they're not going to leave. They're not going to like move around. And I usually can like get three books in. But while we're reading to one another, while I'm reading to them, it sparks a conversation. They have Love questions it. about what we're reading. Yep. It's fantastic. So I'm a really I'm a lazy parent. So I'm a really big fan of killing as many birds with one stone as you can. <laughs> so by the time lunch is over. They've gotten their nutrition. Yeah. You've read them their books. You don't have to feel bad if it's too late at night and you yeah. don't get to reading them like story time, you know? Right. And you've, you've formed this bond. Like, it's gotten to the point that when Margaret sees the food put on the table, she goes and just grabs the book. See? Without even being asked to. So great. That's right. Then you can put them in front of the TV and go take your nap. Okay, but yeah, there's some truth to that. Because here's the thing. Eat your broccoli first 
And sometimes hanging out with your kids feels like eating your broccoli first. It's hard. So, and so if you get that, if you get like those moments in, then it is okay. Like you'll feel better about maybe putting them in front of Dora the Explorer for 45 minutes so yeah. that you can like take a sanity nap or something. Like that's, that's okay. Like nobody's yep. pretending that doesn't happen. By the way. Uh, it certainly happens in my house. And don't ever knock Dora the Explorer. Oh, it's awful. We're a show effort, right? Well, no, because you know what? My kids are bilingual because of that show. Stop it. They can't They can't rhyme, though, because Dora and Explorer don't rhyme. It doesn't rhyme. You have to say it like you're from Boston. Dora Bast- the Explorer. <laughs> maybe that's where the show originated. That's weird, but maybe. Who knows? Perhaps. But Perhaps. I, I love the reading idea, and I, I honestly even think that is something you could do when they're older. Yeah. Well, so, so the other way you could do it at dinner time, right? is if you decide to read a new poem to them every night mm. at dinner. Yeah. Super easy. What, poems take anywhere from 15 seconds to three minutes to read? Right. And you can read it over at the beginning, beginning of dinner, and then that gives you something to discuss, something to help, you know, you can relate to them on. Because here's the thing. Sometimes I'll sit down um, to dinner with my family, and I'm like, we have nothing to talk about. Like, I'm out. I've been with these people all day. I have no new conversation. But when we read a poem, that yeah. provides new content. That's yeah. exciting. So you just, you, I can just see you. That's why, <laughs> that's why you got the haircut. You know, like when there's just the old movies when they're taking somebody away because they've, they've had a mental breakdown. <laughs> and they go in with their hair just all over the place and they shave yeah. their head. And yeah. then I, they just sit there and that to me. Just, I just envisioned your dinner. You're just sitting there rocking, back and forth in a robe. Yeah, this is kind of this kind of weird. Is it because my short hair? Yeah, I think it's it. Like that took it, but you know, it could just be kind of like a cute 1920s bob. Yeah, no, no, it's cute. It's or even go further back. It's it's a pixie cut. From, yeah, it is a pixie cut. It's yeah. cute. It really is cute. Yeah, um, it's like I'm in the insane asylum. No, no, no. Sure, that whatever help you. Envision me in my natural environment. That's the best. I, I just, you, you were the one that brought up dinner where <laughs> you just don't want to talk. Also, long drives. Another place to connect with them while they're in captivity. Yes, they can't get out. I, when I feel like my kids and I haven't spoken to each other enough, if I feel like I want to hear about what's going on in their day, but I'm getting one word answers from them, I go on a drive. We play a super cool beat. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Few minutes of the drive, and then we start talking. And you know, you get slushies or a you know sixty nine cent ice cream cone sure. while you're out, and and you really gain an appreciation for one another. While also maybe looking at some pretty leaves or you know suburbs, yeah. wherever you are. <laughs> go, go show them different parts of the city, right? Because right. a lot of kids don't get out, right? Right, they don't get out. I, I think don't. that's uh, that to me. I I like because they're trapped. The, you're, you know, they, and you just tell them we're going for a drive. Now, yeah, we're just going for a drive. Yeah, and, you know, and, and the third thing would be family game night. Yeah. Huge, right? Yeah. So, like, right now, right now we use the Wii, right? Isn't that what we do when we want to play games with our family? Sure. By the way, we're, we're, we're losing you. Are, did you happen to walk into a subway? Bye. She hit her toes. She's okay now. Okay. 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 So it just sounded like you were in a subway and there was a drive-by or something. <laughs> My little girl stubbed her toe. Okay. Okay. But, Is she all right? But, Is that Zuzu who yeah. stubbed her toe? No, 
no, it was Viola. Okay. I gave her I gave her a granola bar and everything. That's good. Yeah, that's it. Everything food <laughs> solves everything. <laughs> Give her a bag of chips and some Dr. Here's Pepper. Your, here's your Doritos. Just go ahead and get out of here. Kid. Uncle Matt says take a Snickers and call me in the morning. <laughs> He's a doctor. So the family game night. We play Wii right now. Cool. Great, right? Yeah. But the problem is is you're not looking at each other. You're looking at the screen. Yeah. And so put the Wii away and sit down and play a card game. A real game, yeah. A real game where you're all facing one another and yeah. a real conversation is happening. And your kids can, like, feel the weight of the cards in their hands mm. and the game pieces in their hands. Yeah. There's so many things that can be learned through that, but mainly about working with one another and um, and, and having, again, conversation. I think what we're losing in our society right now is the ability to truly communicate. Like, the communion a- aspect of communication is completely lost. Yeah. See, so we, we need to start bringing that back into our homes and I love then it'll that. spread out across the rest of society. That's right. We used to have family chess night. And, Did you really? Well, and yeah, the eight of us would gather around and watch two people play chess. <laughs> it, it kind of failed. Maybe you just got like tournaments going. Or yeah, something. well, not really. Um, yeah, it just kind of bombed. But it seems yeah. like if you had any game, like uh, Scrabble, we love to play Scrabble. Yeah, great. Because we can make up words and stuff. And but that's where I it's fun. It is but you talk, and all oh, our kids love it. Every time we go on vacation, we have Scrabble Day. Do you, so, so my husband and I have have had to stop playing Scrabble because here's the thing: my vocabulary is greatly uh, expanded compared to his. By the way, have you ever heard of the word niggle? I'll never forget the word. But he wins every time because he's so much better at strategy than I am. Yes. And we had played 15 games in a row, and I thought that I was about to win because I was. And then I didn't know there's this rule where you can trade in all of your Scrabble tiles. Sure, sure. Sure. So he did that and got this ridiculous word, and it's worth, like, whatever, a million points. Wow. So he won. Yeah, on a technicality. I'm not joking. I started bawling, <gasps> and I threw the Scrabble board off the table. Wow. It was just like a lot of pent-up like, yeah. anxiety about not being able to win at this game that should be my game. Have, ha, ha, never, just, never just for those that are playing the home game, uh, the Matt Townsend Show home game, um, <laughs> was your hair cut short like it is now when you no, did that? It was not. It okay. was wild. <laughs> okay, just checking. Just checking. So, so that was about five years ago, and we haven't played since. And sometimes I'll bring it up because I really like that game. And mm-hmm. Riley's like, I just think it's, I just think it's best. Yeah. If we if we don't, it's go still back to that it's dark still place. too painful. Yeah. It's still too painful. Hey, um, what, uh, what's our our new vocabulary word? So you've taught us we need to write letters with our kids, read yeah. picture books, or, or have time during our meals, and maybe talk about books, read books. And then family game night. But you started yeah. a new tradition with us last time you were on the show to teach us um, a new vocabulary word. Oh, and I didn't think of one for today. Well, <laughs> you didn't? No. Huh. I, I, I thought you guys were going to do that as part of your everyday show. Well, th- th- Meg, um, <laughs> this is the everyday show. Well, I mean, like... We do like, this every day, Meg. Monday... Tuesday, I thought it was going to be like a part of your show. Okay. No, but I will have one next week. I will have no, one that you will know what? blow uh, your mind. Uh, you may have one right now because the word uh, may be the word that Riley used to beat you in Scrabble. I, 
I don't remember. I think I do. Do you want to know what it is? What do you think it was? It's trenchant. Oh, yeah, that wasn't it, but that would have been a good one. Do you know what trenchant is? Doesn't that mean like firmly in place? Wow. Uh, Pretty close. Uh, It means keen, sharp, vigorously effective, and articulate. It means sharply perceptive, penetrating, clear cut. Trenchant. Trenchant, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Nowhere was Hasey yeah. dialect better used to deliver trenchant truths than in the I adventures like of Huckleberry Finn. Yeah, it's true. I've used it in a sentence. The word is trenchant. So that's another thing you could do with your kids. Teach them one new vocabulary word a day at dinner. Oh, that is But they're not allowed to get up when you're eating, so it's the no. perfect time to make them talk with you. I agree. Uh, yeah. I, that's, uh, you know what, Meg? What I love about you, I mean, a lot of people in today's day and age and a lot of bloggers, you may not be familiar with this, <laughs> but a lot of bloggers are really into the tech. So they always make everything about the tech. Sure. But not you. Well, no, I'm a total Luddite. I mean, it's embarrassing. Hold Maybe on. What, what, what word it. was that? Luddite. There you go. There you go. Someone Luddite. who someone who is totally ignorant about technology. Um, that's you. Yeah. But yeah. but but it's because it gets in the way for me. I, well, it's, it's not human. Yeah. Yeah. You want to you want to connect. You want to be human to human, heart to heart, eye to right. eye. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what you got makes it, you special. Man. You get me. <laughs> I got you, sister or sister. Listen, you're going to like the haircut when you see it. Okay? I love it. I already love it. There's I'm nothing to like. And you're going to be like, this is great. I love it. Um, well, Meg, we appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on the show. Everybody go check out her website, meginprogress.com. She's the queen. Uh, now she's actually the, um, the cute little fairy on any Disney movie. The Pixie with Pixie Dust. Meg Conley's her name. We're taking a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about family movie watching. One of our great movie experts on the show, we have two, Sean and Merritt, are going to be talking about family movie watching and how to maybe connect through movies with your family. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, folks. That is the wrap-up music for the Matt Townsend Show, our last segment, starting right now. Merritt Meekham in the house. Merritt is getting her degree in movieology, which is the <laughs> study of movies and all things movie. All movies and all things movie. I'll go with that. You like that? I'm going to start telling people that. I like to make up words lately. I have noticed. I just found it's easier. And I've got uh, – because my mom used to tell me, Matt – don't sit that close to the TV. <laughs> it's going to turn your brain to mush. Yes. I I was also told that as a child. And? Don't watch so much TV. It will turn your brain into mush. Mom's a liar. No mushification. Well, Me brain? No is mush. <laughs> so apparently they didn't know what they were talking about. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Movies, TV, they can turn your brain into mush. They can be completely unconstructive. They can be destructive. Hold on. Like The Simpsons? Sure. (laughs) 
Sure. Are you sure as in they're it's destructive? Yeah. No, here's the thing though. You can anything that you watch can be of value if you watch it. As long as I'm I'm talking about things that are, you know, quality stuff. I would sure. say The Simpsons is a quality show. It's well, you, written well. But so, you and Sean are kind of weird. Like you <laughs> you made me both of you have made me lists of shows I should watch. It's movies true. Yes. I should watch. Uh, Don also came in the other day and told me to go after Sean was saying about Galaxy. What's it called? Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. <laughs> now, if I'm going to bet on the list, that would never have made Merritt's list. No, it's Because you true, gave me a bunch but... of other movies to watch that I've never watched because they're really <laughs> highbrow. So quality's quality subjective. It, it is definitely subjective. And I think that's where the parents' decisions come in is where, where you're comfortable showing movies to your kids, what you think will be valuable right. for your kids. But the real thing is how you watch the movies yeah. that – determines whether or not your brain turns into mush. Um, And basically, this is all about how you plan your family movie night. And I so love the idea I of having a family I loved my family movie, movie night growing up. And I think that's part of the reason Every that week I, you had a movie? Um, nearly every week. Friday night was family movie night. And I learned a lot of things from that. L- looking back, I probably, you know, were really, really valuable for yeah. me. Some really simple things are just like event planning. Yeah. My mom used to tell me like, well, we need to make sure we get everything cleaned and we can go to the store and start our movie night by this time. That's so great. So that helped a lot. Um also, sometimes we do like a budget for treats. Yeah. And my mom would say, this is how much money we have for treats. You get to decide what is going to fill the budget. And, you know, we can have this candy, but if we mm-hmm. buy that, it's more expensive. So we'll have to have apples at well, home. And how motivating for these kids to be Definitely. jazzed about something. Um, you, it's also good for decision making, which mm-hmm. I say that laughingly. But seriously, there is no decision that's harder than deciding what to watch for the movie. Well, especially yeah, all my kids so, fight about yeah, all of that. Use it, a chance to, use it as a chance to teach diplomacy, to help your kids learn how to, you know, give and take a little bit. Yeah. Like, well, I chose last week, so you get to choose this week. But really what I want to get to is the idea of media literacy, which is kind of a schmancy term. But basically that just means that you know what all of those images mean and what they're communicating to you. I love it. And that's vastly important. We're inundated with so much technology that we need to know what it's trying to tell us. And I think Family Movie Night is probably the best time you can do that. And it's still enjoyable, and yet we're going to be teaching them to look at the movie differently, to look at life differently. Mm -hmm. So the first thing you need to know is the idea of active versus passive viewing. Okay. So passive viewing is when you just kind of sit back and you let everything come into your brain. It comes to you. Yeah, you just sit there and you let it communicate directly to you. So I think of this as the images, the sounds, they're all just streaming right into your head, punching your brain. It turns into mush. Yeah. You're not processing it at all. Right. You're just accepting whatever it gives you. Active is when you grab the remote and change the channel. <laughs> no. I okay. would say active is when you kind of give all the, all that information that's soaring in, you give it a landing strip. You give it a way that you can process it. And so cool. it can land smoothly. You're not making your brain into mush. So being an active viewer means that you know enough about film that you're able to process all of the information that's coming to you and you're engaged with the movie. So there are a few ways to do this. Um, the first way would be to explore story, character, and theme, kind of the uh, more – the story-oriented elements, so the, the same elements you would explore in a book. So you so can – you, Do I do this as a parent? I say – did you guys notice this part of the story? Yeah, exactly. And we talk so about the theme I would the recommend story. talking before the movie, mm-hmm. maybe mentioning something during the movie. I'm not talking a whole bunch because I'm against that. Yeah. And then talking afterward about Love the movie. It. So before the movie, ask your um, 
your children to keep an eye out for specific things. Like notice when this character gets angry. What does mm-hmm. what causes him to be angry? And then afterwards, you can do follow up questions like, what were the character's strengths and weaknesses? What do you think the film was trying to tell you oh, about cool. life? Um, how does the story make you feel? I mean, just really yeah. basic things that you can discuss with your kids that are super super helpful. Um, it seems like those are stories that would have to have some depth. Definitely. You my do kid, want stories with depth. When were you most grossed out? When, um, when, <laughs> when their head when is this. taken off or when their arms were taken off? Um, yeah. So we'll get better. to the movie choices okay, later. The other thing that you can do is talk about the formal ideas, which would be – when we talk about formal ideas in film, that is the film form. What is happening on screen, what it looks like. Um, what is being shown on the camera and how it's being constructed. Mm. So some really easy ones to talk about with your kids would be light versus dark. You know, you'll notice on a lot of films that good characters have light colors and have a light, lot of light shining on them. Bad characters, evil characters have a lot of dark. They are in shadows. They have dark clothes. So that's a really easy idea to talk about or to notice when characters come into Uh light or leave light. Really easy to talk about. Light. Um, What images are put next to each other? So what, you know, if this is, this image is paired with another image, like what yeah. does that mean? What could it possibly be trying to get you to think of? What things are close up? What things are far away? Um, how the music makes oh, you feel. Music. How the sounds Jaws. impact yeah. your, think, your um, experience. So check out some books from the library. Just learn the basics and help your kids teach that. Just talk. Yeah. So again, I would recommend talking about it before, pointing out some things during, and then wrapping it up after so that you can – Actively view these films and let it be a learning experience yeah. rather than just. And you may even have like know. a studio preference where all of a sudden you're like, man, Disney does this really exactly. well, formulaic. So just to wrap up, I have a few movie choices that I think would be great things yeah. to talk about with your kids. The thing you need to remember is never underestimate your kids' ability yeah, to enjoy a movie. They, you don't, you need to be um, careful about the themes. But as far as just the the form of the movie, don't be afraid of showing them difficult things. For example. Um, show them black and white films. There are tons of great black and white films oh, sure. that they can view. Some An example would be Buster Keaton's Sherlock yeah. Jr. He's a great silent comedian. It's on Netflix. Go have your kids watch that. It's a new experience and it'd be a great learning experience as well. Plus they would then appreciate your equipment. Yeah, definitely. And how you have sound. That is also true. You're so lucky. Well done, Merritt. Thank you. I'm going to be putting this up on the Matt Townsend Show blog on BYUradio.org. So. Go to BYUradio.org. Look up the Matt Townsend blog. Get all the details from Merit. Uh, and thanks for joining us, folks. Communication in your families. There's a million different ways to do it, from movies to books to just flat-out apps online. But let's improve our communication. Here's a great quote on the way out. Ariadne Brill once said, The way we treat our children directly impacts what they believe about themselves. So let's uh, lift our game up a little bit more, parents. Hey, tomorrow on the show, a look at relationships between siblings, your brothers, your sisters. Do we really care what they think? Tomorrow we'll be talking about it. Again, thanks for joining us. We couldn't have a show without you. And uh, tomorrow we'll give you some more joy. Spread the joy. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more fun, more ideas right here on The Matt Townsend Show.